giving someone a glass of water doesn't sound like such a big deal. Even if you're out and about in the grocery store, you can just buy them a bottle of water. If they're visiting you in your home, you can just turn on the tap and get a glass that way. It's not too hard. But we have to think about where Jesus was and when Jesus was when he spoke about this. He was in a desert. Was in the rural areas. Back then, you couldn't just go to the neighbor's house, knock on the door and say, excuse me. Well, you can't really do it now. And say, excuse me, can I have a glass of water? If you were out traveling and something happened to your water skin or you got so hot and you you didn't have enough, you were dependent on the generosity of others. For it said that one of the virtues that is practiced in the Middle East, and I believe it's true, is hospitality. Welcoming the stranger. And so what seems like such a small gift to us, a, a glass of water, was life-giving and life-saving. Then we have the opposite example in the letter of St. James. It says, the clothes that you have, the gold and silver that you have saved up, all of them will corrode and be, you know, the, the metals will corrode, the clothes will be moth-eaten. None of it will matter. So, my friends in Christ, it's really the challenge that is placed before us is, how are we going to live? Are we going to live for ourselves or for others? Are we going to practice charity or greed? One of the beauties of our our modern communication system, it can cause a lot of sadness and harm, but one of the beauties is that we see the Christian life, or we see the, the paths of life revealed so beautifully and clearly to us that we know what we're choosing. We know where the path we follow will lead. Where does selfishness lead? For a time, it might bring happiness and joy, some fleeting pleasure. But we see where it leads in the end. It leads to sorrow and anger and strife. But then what about charity? Where does a life of charity lead? It may certainly lead to the cross, but it also leads to a hope and a joy that never fails. One of the saints once said, if you give something to another, if you give something away, count it as though you lost it. Don't think, oh, well, now that person owes me. Or if you give, uh, use a very specific example. I was uh, home visiting my parents once. I just thought of this one. I was in the grocery store and walking around. This is my clerics because I just come from, the, from, from here, from the parish. And a woman came up to me and said, excuse me, pastor. Which automatically tells me they're, they're not Catholic. But I, I said, okay. What can I do for you? 
So she told me this long, rather convoluted story. And unfortunately, having been a priest and encountered this before, usually the more convoluted a story is, the more likely it is just to be a story. And so a past experience had told me whatever she was going to ask for was almost certainly going to be money. And just based on past experience would probably not be well spent. So I listened to her and I nodded and I said, well, what can I do for you? She said, well, I have no money for groceries. I said, oh, how much would you like? This is a question I learned to ask. How much would you like? She said, well, if I could just have $20. And now see, earlier in the day, I immediately remembered that someone had given me a generous gift. Kind of out of nowhere. I was like, well, that was really nice. And now here's this person asking for help. Someone who, just by the the words she said, by the way she addressed me, probably had never met a Catholic priest before. And by the way of her story, was probably a good bet that she'd probably misuse what I was giving her. Again, just by past experience. But immediately in my heart, I thought, well, easy come, easy go. So I pulled out my wallet and I gave that generous gift to this woman. And I said, the only thing I'll ask of you is to use it for good. And I ask you to accept it from Jesus. I've never met her again. Don't know what she did with the money. And my mom and I were talking later. She said, oh, who was that? I said, I don't know. She kind of asked me about the story. She said, oh, she, she comes here often asking for money. I said, ah, well, easy come, easy go. You see, my friends in Christ, it's not up to us to decide when God will call us to charity. Doesn't mean that everyone who comes up to you, you should give them money. Sometimes it's prudent not to. But it does mean that we must give of ourselves whether it's just a listening ear. Perhaps it's a prayer for someone in need. If we're blessed with good health, to place it at the service of the Lord, and if we're blessed with a share in the cross of suffering, to also place that at the service of the Lord, to offer it to him. You see, those are gifts that are most precious. And I'll say, I don't always immediately respond in charity. It's not always easy. It's a special gift of God. So I'm not bragging about myself, but bragging about the grace of God. So my friends in Christ, I'd ask you, how is Jesus calling you to serve the poorest among us? There's all kinds of poverty. There's financial poverty. But there's also a poverty of spirit. People who have never heard of Jesus, but who have the opportunity of meeting us. 
If a cup of water is worthy of a reward, how much more will the gift of our lives be blessed? The world thinks it's worthless, but God tells us what really matters. So, my friends in Christ, the challenge is for us to give life to others. By, by the way that we live, by the way that we love.